Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and a clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Brad Jonas from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test and focus interview. Thank you for the introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today, we will be discussing Mayo Clinic's whole exome sequencing test with Dr. Sharice Marcoux and Marissa Ellingson. Before we jump in, would each of you share a little bit about your background and yourselves? Yes. So my name is Sharice Marcoux, and my pronouns are she and her. I am an assistant professor and consultant in the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology here at Mayo Clinic, serving as co-director of the Clinical Genomics Lab, and I'm currently overseeing clinical whole exome sequencing testing. Hello, my name is Marissa Ellingson, and my pronouns are she and her. I'm a laboratory genetic counselor in the genomics laboratory, supporting various molecular tests for hereditary disorders, including whole exome sequencing. Thank you for sharing your backgrounds. Let's dive into the test. Dr. Marcoux, could you provide us with an overview of what the WESDX test is? Absolutely. So WESDX or WESDX is the test mnemonic for our lab's whole exome sequencing test, which utilizes next generation sequencing to interrogate the exons or protein coding regions and intron exon boundaries of approximately 20,000 genes in the genome in patients with suspected underlying hereditary disorders. Thank you, Dr. Marcoux. That sounds like a lot of potential to help patients. Marissa, would you help explain why this test is important? Yes, I'd be happy to. WES is now a widely used standard of care genetic test for patients with suspected underlying genetic disorders that can allow for identification of a specific variant or variants that are causing the patient's disorder. Making a genetic diagnosis can allow for tailored medical management and treatment for patients and ultimately influence morbidity and mortality. It can also help to alleviate the burden on patients and families searching for answers. Also, identifying a specific diagnosis can provide information about recurrence risks for family members who may be at risk for inheriting the same condition. Several studies over the years have shown that WES is an effective first-tier method for identifying a diagnosis in patients with an underlying genetic diagnosis identified in about 36% of cases. Studies have also shown that WES resulted in direct changes to treatment recommendations in about 18% of patients. It eliminated the need for additional invasive medical procedures in almost a quarter of patients and had some type of clinical impact in more than half of patients. In your experience, who would benefit from WestDX? Great question. The American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics, or ACMG, published evidence-based clinical guidelines in 2021 that formally recommend WES for patients with one or more congenital anomalies, as well as for patients with developmental delay or intellectual disability. WES can also be used for patients with clinical features or a family history that strongly suggests an underlying genetic cause. Yet previous genetic tests such as microarray, biochemical testing, single gene testing, or gene panels have failed to arrive at a diagnosis. This is a situation that you may hear referred to as a diagnostic odyssey patient. 
West can also be the most comprehensive and cost-effective genetic testing method for patients who have clinical features that don't neatly fit with one specific disorder or for patients with a suspected disorder that has many different underlying genetic causes. WES is extremely useful for the identification of rare disorders and newly described conditions. In our lab's experience, about a quarter of our patients' diagnoses are caused by variants in genes with a gene disease relationship that was only described in the two years prior to their testing, and half have a condition that was only described in the five years prior to their testing. One of the other benefits of WES is that it allows for novel gene disease associations to be made. The raw data generated from WES can be reanalyzed to detect those gene disease associations that have yet to be made at the time of original testing. It is generally recommended that for unsolved WES cases, data should be reanalyzed in one to two years or when the patient has new clinical features that emerge. Studies show that about 15% of unsolved West cases are solved when reanalysis is performed. Thank you, Marissa. I understand there's some unique features to this test. How does a provider order a West DX? And secondarily, what type of samples are accepted? Yeah, for the patient, or in other words, the proband, order test code WESDX, that's W-E-S-D-X, which is whole exome sequencing for hereditary disorders, varies. One unique feature of this test is that we also request family member comparator specimens, which are samples that are submitted from the biological family members of the patient or proband. WES is performed on all samples and variants detected in family member comparators are used to help interpret WES results in the patient. Including family member comparator samples in West analysis increases the diagnostic yield of testing. So for each family member comparator, order CMPRE, or family member comparator specimen for exome sequencing, varies. The accepted sample types include whole blood, which is preferred, cord blood, blood spots, saliva, skin biopsy, and cultured fibroblasts. Oh, it sounds like you've designed this test to accommodate as many patients as possible. What types of variants are detected by the test? So our WEST test is designed to detect single nucleotide variants, small insertions or deletions, and copy number variants. And at least 99% of the bases are covered at a read depth of over 30x. The sensitivity is greater than 99% for single nucleotide variants. The sensitivity is greater than 95% for deletions up to 75 base pairs and insertions up to 47 base pairs. And this assay also detects most copy number variants, so deletions or duplications involving three or more exons. However, in some instances, copy number variants less than three exons may be detected. However, the reliability of this detection is variable due to isolated reduction in sequence coverage over inherent genomic complexity. We want everyone to be aware that balanced structural rearrangements such as translocations or inversions may not be detected. And there are many regions of genes that cannot be effectively evaluated by sequencing or deletion and duplication analysis as a result of technical limitations. And this test is not designed to detect low levels of mosaicism. There are a lot of exome tests available. What are some other unique features that set WestDX apart? 
We think of this in three ways, our return of secondary findings. So when exome testing is ordered, the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics recommends reporting pathogenic or likely pathogenic variants for a predefined list of genes, in addition to those that are related to the patient's indication for testing. A panel of experts have identified these genes and associated conditions as medically actionable, meaning that management guidelines are available and when applied can improve health outcomes. Genes included on this ACMG list include those for several hereditary cancer syndromes, cardiac syndromes, malignant hyperthermia, familial hypercholesterolemia, and others. And patients undergoing our West testing do have an option to opt out of these secondary findings during the process of informed consent. The second part that we think sets our test apart is the opportunity for reanalysis. So as mentioned previously, in patients who've had negative or inconclusive whole exome sequencing results, reanalysis of previously generated whole exome sequencing data has the potential to identify additional variants associated with the patient's phenotype and increase the diagnostic yield of this test. It is recommended to wait at least one year after the original whole exome sequencing test results were released to request reanalysis, uh, which is the test code WESR or WESR, unless there are substantial changes to the patient's phenotype. And third, it's our request for raw data. So the patient can also request that a copy of their raw data be released to a healthcare provider by completing Mayo Clinic's authorization to release protected health information. A separate copy of this form needs to be completed for each individual whose data is being requested. Last question. Could you summarize the benefits of doing WestDX at Mayo? Absolutely. So Mayo has a unique expertise to contribute to the understanding of patients' results because we are truly an integrated practice. We can get input on a patient's clinical features or the significance of individual variants identified from some of the world's leading clinical experts in given conditions that are members of our clinical practice and part of our organization. In addition, because we have a full service laboratory, if additional studies need to be performed to understand the significance of various results, we can perform most of those follow-up or supplemental tests in-house, which means we don't need to send testing out to another specialty laboratory. In addition, clinicians who order WestDX at Mayo Clinic also experience outstanding customer service as we have a dedicated staff of genetic counselors available to answer any questions from the determination of appropriateness of testing all the way through the process of personalized interpretation of results. Thank you both for sharing your tremendous insights into our WestDX testing. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.